Well, those of you over a, um, a certain age will remember that people couldn't always pick up the phone and dial a few codes to have global access. Phoning someone in Texas or in London was referred to as long distance back then, and it was done only for very good reason. If it was important to speak to someone specific at the number you were calling, you called the operator and you asked her, it was always a her in those days, you asked her to make the call person to person. And though person to person calls cost much more than station to station, you didn't have to pay unless you actually reached the one that you were calling. God seems to have a habit of calling person to person, too. God chooses to communicate with us through people. And that seems quite remarkable to me, given people's ability to botch things up and get things wrong and forget about some stuff. But that's the way God does things. Oh, God has used station-to-station -station means of communication from time to time. Remember that God wrote the commandments on tablets so large that they couldn't be lost or forgotten. But remember that God didn't carve those commandments permanently on the side of a mountain. Instead, God gave the commandments to people, and being people, they managed not only to break the commandments, but to break the tablets too. But they never forgot God's law. They told the words person to person, from one generation to another, adapting and remembering and recalling and reforming the law and making it their own. God's choice of this person-to-person -person communication may be because God is three persons in one, a holy trinity. It may be because God is love, and love can't exist without lovers. But no matter the reason, God has chosen to teach us and heal us and lead us and strengthen us person-to-person. You see it happen in this morning's Gospel, when Jesus was transfigured and authenticated as God's Son. Jesus shone with glory, and apparently it was a fantastic sound and light show. But look where it happened. On a mountaintop, with only three spectators. When God proclaims of Jesus, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Only three people hear it. The transfiguration could at least have happened in the Jerusalem temple, where thousands could have seen and heard it. No, God seems to prefer working person to person. God seems to want to be made known through you 
and through me too. And so, acolytes and choristers and ushers and lay readers and the altar guild come here on Sunday mornings to prepare a place for us to be fed, a place for us to hear the good news so we can tell good news. Our Christian education team has come to teach the stories of our faith to children. And someone is here to offer healing prayers at the font. A fireman named Walter McKinney is here because he was called by God to be a deacon as well as a fireman. And a lawyer named Susan Pinkerton is here, called by God to use her skills to proclaim God's law and God's justice in this place. And I am called, and Bill Eakins is called, and you are called to make God known in this world. Like the three disciples that Jesus took with him to the mountaintop, each of us will sometimes be rash and impulsive like Peter. And like James, bluster about so much that he was called a son of thunder. But no matter what, God counts on each one of us to speak like John, to speak of the word made flesh, to teach and heal and bless us. And we are each called to give each other glimpses of those mountaintop moments when time seems to stop and God is there with us. We are each called to tell God's story our own way through our own eyes. And so our stories will be different stories because we are different people. Now here is why this seems to be so. Let us start with the basic premise that God wants to be made known, that God is not content to sit in heaven without a world. And so God said, let there be light or some such thing, something like that, and light and dark and sea and dry land and birds and bees came into being. And then a man and a woman whom God called by name and breathed into light and into life. They were created and we are created to love God. And since we can't love someone unless we know them, God has gone to extraordinary lengths to give us glimpses of divine love and power and compassion. God wants to be known, but you see, God can't just come to our door like a friendly neighbor because we couldn't take it. As the psalm says, before him there is a consuming flame and round about him a raging storm. And as God told Moses, you cannot look on my face and live. So from time eternal, God has been about the work of self-revelation, sending angels, ascending and descending on Jacob's ladder, inspiring prophets and priests to tell the story, 
But God's people, being people, didn't always listen. And so in the fullness of time, God sent Jesus to come among us, to teach us and heal us and bring us hope. But people, being people, were very frightened of the power of love to change the world. Because it was their world that was going to have to change. And so they nailed Jesus to a cross. Now, who would be left to tell God's story? Only a few disciples. But even these few, speaking person to person, would change the world. And Jesus was transfigured to strengthen those disciples for what lay ahead, so that even the crucifixion wouldn't manage to erode their faith. Jesus led Peter and James and John to the top of the world where they could stand and and see almost more glory than they could stand before they had to go back down to the trenches. They were given a glimpse of heaven to anchor them during the dark days that lay ahead. For how is it possible for anyone to endure the valleys if they've never been to the mountaintop? God takes us to the mountaintop too. And when we go there, we see glimpses of God's love. And we see them when we see parents bending over their sick child night after night, praying for healing, praying for hope. We see glimpses of God's strength when a colleague allows us to be who we are, human and vulnerable, and offers help instead of condemnation. We see glimpses of God's comfort when we are grieving and heavy laden, and arms reach out to enfold us. We see glimpses of transfiguration when people light up. And people do light up, you know. People on fire with passion to bring Christ's justice to this world. And they get, well, they get transfigured by it. We see God's glory when bread is broken and wine is poured out and shared person to person so that we might be filled with the body and blood of Christ as we carry the crosses of this world. In a few minutes, we will take the Alleluia banner made by the children of this parish and put it in a a kind of a tomb, put it in a box because the season of Lent begins this Wednesday. Forty days of no alleluias, 
40 days of walking the way of the cross, strengthened by the faith and hope and love that we have known, and by the glimpses of God that we all have seen. For some, this season of Lent won't really matter. For others, it will be our own Olympiad, a time to discipline ourselves like athletes. Athletes practice to build up their muscles. Christians pray to build up their souls. Christians give up things to learn that God is more important than chocolate. And they keep at it for 40 days because being faithful to small commitments teaches us to be faithful to larger ones. It really doesn't matter what we do for Lent as long as we do something. You could turn off the television and listen for God in the silence. You could put a quarter in a mite box every day. That $10 wouldn't make a dent in the world's poverty. But it might make an impression on your soul if you make a serious ritual about it and give thanks that you have enough to give. You could join the Good Book Club and read God's story every day. You can read about it in your bulletin. We need to know God's story because we are the people that God is counting on to live the story person to person, to tell Maxim and Harper, the little ones who were baptized here last month, to tell them that Jesus loves them, to show those who are preparing for confirmation that this community will support them and show them what it looks like to live as faithful Christians. Person to person is the way that God works. And since we are made in God's image, that's the way that we are supposed to work too. So go into the world today, transfigured as a reflection of God's glory, shining as God's beloved children, caring for each other as God cares for you, person to person.